Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. Today, we are going to talk about Christ centered homeschool Christmas learning. That's a mouthful, and it's going to be a great amount of content. Um, we have returning guest Annie Yordy with us. Um, welcome back, Annie. I'm super excited to have you with us again today. Thank you so much. I, I really am glad to be back with your audience today, too. Absolutely. So a little bit about Annie, and I, I'll make sure that we we link some of her previous um, podcasts with us because she has so much good things to share. So you definitely want to hang on. But um, Annie is a wife, mother, writer, and speaker, and she offers hope and encouragement to those living through difficult situations. God has gifted her with a variety of twists and turns in life where she's had no choice but to fully rely on his person, presence, provision and um, and purpose. Um, centered and dependent on her heavenly advocate, Annie um, finds daily purpose and passion by advocating um, for God and others as his ambassador. The task of advocating has thrust upon Annie with was thrust upon her with the birth of her first child who has Down syndrome. In it, she finds joy in helping others discover the true needs and find resources of support and hope. She applies this calling of many to many interests, including parenting, disability support, global missions, and homeschooling, Bible teaching, multiple sclerosis awareness, and mentoring. As an author and speaker, Annie has taught and inspired audiences across four continents from Argentina to Siberia. In addition to writing a blog on her website, Annie is a crosswalk contributing writer. Her Bible studies, devotions, and Christian living articles may also be found on blogs, online magazines, and in print. And her book, From Ignorance to Bliss, God's Heart Revealed Through Down Syndrome, offers surprising inspiration and hope Annie's gained through parenting a child with Down Syndrome. She lives in Pennsylvania with her high school sweetheart, Air Force veteran husband, Jeff. They have two grown children and one still in process. Um, and she just encourages others to look upward with her um, just in everything that you do. And I'm just super excited because that's where we want to look this season. As you can see, if you're watching the video, Annie has a Christmas tree in the background. It is Christmas season. And... Um, and we can get so distracted by so many things. And I'm so excited that we can focus this hour in talking about how 
how we keep Christ at the center of everything. And I love that it's about Christmas and about learning because we sometimes separate the two and and we want to bring it all together for you today. And Annie's got some great resources and inspiration and things to share with us. So super excited. So, so yeah. Um, how about, I normally ask my guests to just say, you know, why they're passionate about a certain subject. So I'd love for you to say, to just kind of share with us, especially this Christmas season, what is it um, as far as, you know, your family and the, the Christ-centered focus of Christmas? Has it always been that way for you? Um, is, it, is it easy? Is it a struggle? Um, you know, what, what's all involved with that when, when you start preparing your heart and your home for this season? Well, it's, uh, yeah, I've had my years of struggling with that because like everyone else, I get caught up in all the hubbub of the season, all the activities and everything. And then um, years and years ago, I started homeschooling and I thought, well, I'll just keep doing all my homeschool. You know, I, I, am a type A, so I have my (laughs) agenda and I'm like, we're just going to get all this stuff done during, um, Christmas, you know, December, but Mm -hmm. I want to do all these Christmas things too. I hate to miss out on fun and activities. And, um, yeah, I realized pretty quickly, uh, that's, there's like a clash here, you know, right. (laughs) That um, We have lots of extra activities and, and duties and, and things like that. And I knew I wanted to focus on Christ throughout the season and to to make that the priority. But I found that um, things just kind of kept getting in the way. And, um, you know, kids know that this they're all excited about oh, yes. it and they have a hard time settling down and doing your normal things. Right. So um, I just kind of gave up on that, that concept <laughs> <laughs> and then moved into another thought like, hey, this is a great opportunity mm. um, in the month of December to just put a pause on some of the regular things and um Take some time to try some different um, types of learning. We're still learning all through the Christmas season because homeschooling is our lifestyle. But I can take time to relax and find the joy in the season Mm -hmm. to focus on Christ um, really intentionally throughout the year or the the month. And to um, develop and just keep doing those traditions that we want to do as a family that knit our hearts together. So I changed my whole focus and I, I became like a lot less like Scrooge (laughs) during the holidays (laughs) and just had fun with it. And we, we all had fun. And and I look back really fondly on those times together with my kids. Yeah. I love the word that you used opportunity. Um, Sometimes we see it as a distraction or, you know, as an inconvenience because we've got all this stuff going on and we, we have this purpose driven, you know, for people that are type A, it's like, but I got to get this task done. And I know a lot of our audience is there, you know, you, you feel the pressure of your child struggling and you're, they're not meeting, you know, grade level and all these things just keep heaping on you. And then, and now we're adding holiday stuff on top of it. And we, you know, and you're asking me to, you know, set this aside. How do we, you know, what was there a mental shift you had to take as well to get yourself into that place? Yeah, I had to just um, stop and think, you know, I was applying my own wisdom, you know, my human <laughs> understanding to this. Right. You know? and, and, and that is, it does seem counterintuitive, especially if your kids are struggling or maybe you're behind, you know, it's easy. Mm-hmm. You, you set your schedule at maybe at the beginning of the year and you find like at Christmas, oh my goodness, we haven't done everything I had planned and I better just keep pressing on. But right. um, that, that some, that's sort of what I, human wisdom, you know? Right, exactly. And I think that, that God's wisdom, if we're seeking him in prayer and, and uh, his word and just understanding that his priorities are different. And yes. we do have so, this opportunity yeah. right mm-hmm. here in the middle of our school year to make Christ front and center mm-hmm. um, and just 
take advantage of the time and, and look at it from his perspective. And his ways are so upside down backwards from ours. Exactly. Yes, yes. And it's, it, it's, it's a matter of trust mm-hmm. and faith. And because we don't know what the product's going to be. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow the, you know, the little check boxes that say it's there. If I do all this, then I get this. The problem is that is such a lie mm-hmm. <laughs> because even if you do all that, it doesn't guarantee you're going to get right. what somebody else got when they followed the, that process. Um, and we can get so buried into that and buried into the guilt and the shame. And this is a season about hope and joy Mm -hmm. and we have to make that flip completely. And so it does have to be intentional. Can you talk a little bit about intentionality and what Mm -hmm. is required to be intentional? Well, that's, yeah, it's, it is important to have some intentionality when you're approaching the holiday or, um, we know that, that there's just so many things that could consume our time and it'll just get away from us. Will, and, and the yeah. important things mm-hmm. fall by the wayside. We've seen it happen. And even if you're not like type A like me, or maybe you're not a huge planner, it's still important to, to make that go outside of, even if planning isn't your strength to, to make it uh, happen that you, um, I'll just, tell you sort of how I've done it. Yeah. And, you know, may, maybe the audience will have some some things that they can pick up that'll work for their own families. But yes. we typically would have a family meeting sometime around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, when maybe that weekend and just sit down with all, all of us together with a piece of paper and a pen. And just mm-hmm. start brainstorming. Okay, what what are your favorite things during the holidays? What are things you'd like to do during this time? And just kind of the sky's the limit. Write it all down. Of course, it's not all going to happen, but right. that's the that's the beauty of brainstorming. Right. Um, exactly. So you know, thinking about um, not just like you know, think some of your typical things like decorating or shopping or cooking or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. What church activities do we want to be involved with? Do we want to participate in the choir or, you know, the special programming that's going on there? Um, who do we want to spend time with during the season, you know, and, and put them on the list? Um, any kind of hospitality you want to do during the season, um, you know, are there any special activities within your family, like sibling activities or like special, you know, mother daughter time or daddy, mm-hmm. daughter, you know, whatever, some, right. some kind of special bonding time that this season might give that opportunity? Because sometimes, you know, you have a little bit more time off work or something like that. So just kind right. of um, list everybody's ideas and mm-hmm. then um, pull out the calendar. You know, and it probably uh-huh. already has a few things on it. Right. And um, then start picking and choosing, well, what what are the things that are most important? You know, yeah. we always talk about putting the big things on first. So, yeah. um, you know, we want to make sure that we do something that focuses us and our hearts on the coming of Christ, the season of Advent, and then the celebration of his birth at Christmas. And right. then, um, you know, how can we incorporate those most important things. And, and so some of the things will fall by the wayside, you know, maybe you can do them another time of year, you know, but don't try to do it all in one. Do them every third Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Or even in the spring, why not? You know, but, uh, but, you know, younger kids may be a little too young to be part of that uh, prioritizing, but Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend bringing your older kids into that discussion because you're modeling for them how they can keep control of their life Mm -hmm. and and keep it in balance. That's a reasonable and healthy balance Mm -hmm. for life. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, then gives everybody a voice too. They feel like they have that contribute ability mm -hmm. to contribute. Absolutely. And then just put it, make your calendar, and put it up on the wall and everybody can see what's coming and anticipate it and participate. Right. So mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah, that is. And, and yeah, it, it is so good to set that example because even if we do have a nice set aside calendar, our, our kids don't learn that 
I mean, they, they catch up, a, they catch a little bit of it, but if they have to get through the thinking process of how do we weed this out? Or you can be like the Grinch of why did, you know, mom and dad take this thing out of our schedule, you know, not realizing we just can't fit it all in. Um, but, but making them, yeah, understand, not just say, well, we're just following the schedule. Um, so, yeah. Yep. And maybe it'll become a new Easter tradition. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you don't have enough room for Christmas. That's right. <laughs> but, but yes. So yeah, that's, um, that's important. And there are, there are only so many days and so many hours in a week and you just, you can do what you can do. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. So so how do you and your family keep that that focus on the faith things? Because mm-hmm. um, I know we you could, you know, that list probably has a lot of things that have nothing to do with the real meaning of Christmas <laughs> just That's happens. True. My yeah. family's focus is usually on food. They're like, they give me the <laughs> list, you know, and I'm like, as my schedule is getting more full, I'm like, ah, I can't make it all. So you got to pick. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am in that boat too. Yeah. Yes. And we don't need to eat all those things either. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I, yeah. I'm realizing why did I make all that stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. we have to make it gluten free and vegan and yeah, all these mm-hmm. other yeah, so I mentioned earlier, uh, making sure you put the big things in first. And so the yeah. big thing, of course, is uh, the spiritual focus. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of ways to to bring yeah. that into your activities so that, you know, you don't have to have like one set of spiritual activities and the other thing that's you right. know, completely something else. But, but um, I do recommend using a Christmas uh, devotional. That sort of sets your hearts um, as a family. So um, some people like to pick this, use the same one every year. Other people have a new one every year. I I like to look for a new one every year. And I found some really, really nice, like, if I look back, I think my favorites are one that I got that had, um, it was all based on Handel's Messiah. So it had some bits of the music and a CD and it had devotions Mm -hmm. that went with it. I love that spoke to me, but um, um, there are others that are like, um, you may have heard of Jesse tree, having a Jesse tree, their devotions along Mm -hmm. with that. And that just focuses on some of the names of Christ and those symbols uh, associated Mm -hmm. with that. You could do Christmas carol studies. I mean, you can just open the Bible and read through it and talk about it. All that will help you focus on Christ. Um, Yeah. I think it's important to, uh, find a time that's going to work for you 
to set your heart each day. So I would typically do that in the morning um, Mm -hmm. with the children. And, um, and then like, we don't want to exclude our husbands, of course. And, and often if they're working, you know, they would not be part of that. So you can kind of circle around at the end of the day and talk about it. But for me, and this may not be your situation, but for me, the end of the day can get hairy sometimes, you know, stuff happens, you know, there's snow. I found that when I waited till, you know, dinner time or after dinner, it could be uh, hit and miss. And right. I did better at working, at, at sitting down in the morning and just mm-hmm. making that the first thing of the day. And right. so we would, you know, we did a book or a devotion book, or um, we would study the names of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I did have to break. So, and, and that could be something you look up on the internet or just, you know, right. what they are in the Bible and you pull out the verses and mm-hmm. we would do like, um, uh, look at the verses surrounding the name of Jesus, discuss what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, let the children uh, make, little papers with where they copied out the verses and made pictures uh, to go with them. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, you have a nice memento that you can look back on to. I I actually had to, I went and pulled mine out. So this is now I must be a little bit of a hoarder because I do. So this is one from (laughs) 2001 (laughs) that my son did when he was just like, five years old I'm just gonna say so he's got his pictures in here you know and the and writing out anyways um that it's just fun things like that where Mm -hmm. you're um focusing they're memorizing the bible verses and right um have sticker charts or something like that that just makes Mm -hmm. it a lot of fun and like a lot of people will do advent candles um Mm -hmm. To focus on those four weeks, the hope, peace, uh, joy, and love. Right. And that just adds, you know, just that really special feel. Mm-hmm. You can do that with your devotions or maybe once a week. Um, right. And I have, if you're not sure about how to celebrate Advent or what that's all about, mm-hmm. um, I have a, an article that I had written at Crosswalk. You might, I think. You, yeah, you know, I'm going to share that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So you can click on that link and just read about it. It's a quick read and you can see what it's all about. So mm-hmm. um, a birthday party for Jesus. We yeah. would do that pretty much uh-huh. every year where however you celebrate a birthday, you know, with a cake and candles right. and uh-huh. singing and games and mm-hmm. invite some friends over and um, just yeah. tell the Christmas story and right. um, thank Jesus. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a great opportunity if you know kids who don't get to go to church, don't know the Lord. It's right. a great opportunity mm-hmm. to invite them over and just share that message of Christmas because yeah. lots of our neighbors don't know these days so, that absolutely. Christmas is about Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, reading and memorizing scripture is another great way. From Luke, we used to um, yeah memorize, you know, and have like sort of contests to see who could recite the most. Oh wow, <laughs> Luke, the Luke uh-huh. chapter two. So there's just a lot of different ways to right. um, to go ahead and get involved, like to make Christ the focus. And then mm-hmm. the other activities that we talk about they will supplement what you're doing with devotions, but you know, they're kind of the, the side dish, you know, I like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, so it sounds like regularity, you know, you've been talking about that and, um, and starting out, we have the most brain power in the morning. So it makes, makes sense that, you know, everything's going to run a lot smoother. We're going to be better received if we start the day out with that lesson with a breakfast or, you know, however that yes. goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the recap at dinner time. And like you say, some things just happen and everybody's a little more distracted. Um, and so, so it is helpful to, to have that focus early in the morning, but to bring it back that that is so important too, because we are distracted and we do need to be reminded because <laughs> we are people that are very forgetful. That's just our nature. Um, 
but to go, oh yeah, that's right. This is what this is what today was supposed to be about. How much did we actually fit in, and what you know? How did that pertain, and you know, did that look back? And I, that was that's always been a great time for our families at dinner time because then dad gets involved, and dad then gets you know the update of how the day went, and yes, <laughs> and so then he can get filled in, you know, during that dinner time slot. Um, but I love too, you know, really what you were focusing on was personalizing it, um, personalizing the faith based, um, approach to what really resonated with your family, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was, um, you know, about music and just what, what really resonates with your family and hits those, those chords down deep and we're, we're all so uniquely built and our kids are too. And I know for my family, music, mm-mm, not <laughs> happening. I mean, even when I had Christmas music on and I would start singing, my kids are like, seriously, mom, just put it in the bus. <laughs> they like their own music. They don't like mine. Um, so, but, you know, it's every family so different. And, mm-hmm. you know, we would, we do lots of other things that, you know, just maybe other families wouldn't, you know, more crafty types of, you know, big production types of things. <laughs> so they really make your house a disaster, but my kids love <laughs> yes, it. it so, um, but yet, and it, it's things you remember and it's, it's traditions you build. Um, so did your family incorporate or build any new traditions when you started kind of taking this approach? Oh yeah. We, um, we this, this kind of all, began with a, we didn't homeschool from the beginning with, with all of it. We started when my oldest was in third, fourth grade that age. So um, we sort of had a whole different take on, on this before that. And, um, and one of the things uh, that we started doing a lot more of when we started homeschooling was service. Um, Uh, I, I just, the Lord impressed on me how important that is to just develop and cultivate that Mm -hmm. heart for service in our children. And so, um, we, that became a part of every, um, Christmas season Mm -hmm. also, Mm -hmm. because again, our kids can get really focused on themselves when, you know, everybody's saying, well, what do you want for Christmas? Right. Do exactly. This? Yes. You know, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, and so when we get that focus off ourselves and talk about serving others, I mean, we have yeah. simple things like, uh, there are needy families, you know, at church, you might have an angel tree or whatever, where you can buy gifts for others, but Mm -hmm. you know, you can go outside that box and think about organizations that need help. Um, right food pantries or homeless shelters and people in nursing homes. Um, Christmas mm-hmm. is a popular mm-hmm. time to visit. Why not join in? It's a good time too, right. to go visit people. And it could be where you're individually visiting them or you go and help with the program they're doing or something like that. Oh, yeah. But um, you might have an elderly neighbor who can't mm-hmm. really get their decorations up. Why not, oh. you know, take some cookies over and say, Hey, you like us to put decorate your tree for you and then we'll come take it down at the end you know something like yeah. that yep. and it, they, they might uh, welcome that that help mm-hmm. or you know there's extra work around the house maybe that your kids can serve inside your home or mm-hmm. uh, or even serve each other and um yes. so i like the idea of having a little jar where we put like um write out different things that they can ways that they can serve each other and put a little paper in the jar. And then um, every week or, you know, each child pulls one out, but it's a secret. Like they don't tell what they they got. And then they just are going to do that. Like that, that thing Mm -hmm. for the others throughout the week, you know, so it could be like doing a chore, offering to do a chore, sharing a toy or, you know, letting someone go first or, you know, different things like that. Simple stuff where um, they're serving one another. And you can talk about that at the end of the week and like, oh, who noticed <laughs> yeah. how did it feel uh-huh. to receive and how did it feel to do that? You know, exactly. so things like that, Christmas caroling, those are ways to serve people yeah. <laughs> something <Yeah>. anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's always um I think that's an, another really important um, high priority thing that yeah. we do in December. And it really, 
it yeah. sends us for the, sets us for the rest of the, I, I like to mm. like continue that the rest of the year, but maybe you're right. not into it and this might be your starting point. Oh yeah. That's a good place to start. Yep. And, and kids realize the gift of giving mm-hmm. when they do things like that. We don't realize how much it fills us when we do something for someone else until we get that experience and that, that then will feed that. Um, I know in the past we've talked to, um, about volunteering before. And I think the biggest roadblock a lot of times we hit, and it's a mental roadblock, is like, well, no organization will take us because my child has too much of a special need or mm-hmm. um, or we, we don't meet the age requirements. But you've just given us this entire list of things that we don't have to go through an organization for. Sure. We can give our children these opportunities to give in just our environment or, you know, right outside our door. And those opportunities exist in so many places. If we just open up our eyes, we pray, we say, God, where, where can we be used? Where can we be your hands and feet? And he'll provide those. He wants us to have those experiences and our children to be involved in those things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Even our extended family and, you know, Mm. Our church family, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's just so many ways. I think we just have to open our ears and eyes to what um, what needs are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Lord, the Lord does open the doors for you, opens our eyes, yes. and then opens the doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And there are so many people that just need someone to sit and listen. You know, how how much can we listen or how much can we pray? Um, we People just like walk past you know, other people so much now. It's those relationships we crave. Mm-hmm. And to have somebody say, yeah, I've got time. Let's just have coffee. Let's just sit and chat. Let's just be an encouragement to one another. It's super, super important, especially as we were talking at the beginning, this this busy season, we miss all of this so much more. <laughs> we shouldn't be missing it. <laughs> we should be much more intentional. Yeah. So, yes, Absolutely. All right, I'm going to get to my right document here and figure what we're talking about. Um, (laughs) So you are crafty because I know last year at this time we talked about how to use um, just our own um, kind of ways of expressing ourselves, especially as parents. So this is a good one for for you moms if you're feeling burnt out. Um, I had an interview with Annie last year. I think it was the beginning of this year, though. Um, And we were talking just about how God has given us the ability to create. He's the creator, and he made us creators. And just how that fills us as an individual and allows us to, to continue doing the other things we're called to do because sometimes the other things we're called to do are hard and the, the creative stuff that we do is is such a joy to add into that space. Um, so what kind of things like that have you in your family added into this season to um, to just worship and make it more Christ centered? Yeah, the um, so you're right. I do. I do enjoy pretty much anything crafty except sewing. So, ah, okay. But anyways, um, yeah. And, and I recognize that, you know, crafts aren't everybody's cup of tea, mm-hmm. but, um, but there are, you know, obviously a million types of crafty things you could do, but I think it's great to, um, let those crafts dovetail with your spiritual emphasis. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if you're doing um, something like uh, the Jesse tree, something right. with those symbols, like I have sets of ornaments that we made to go along with those, ah. you know, made out of salt dough or you know cinnamon right. or different, just mm-hmm. different things. There's uh, the sky's the limit. You can. Um, make your craft kind of align with some of your devotional things. And, and that, that, that keeps it um, kind of your focus. Again, you could um, use what you make also to give to other people and bless other people. So your crafts can Mm -hmm. have that purpose. Um, So you might, that might get you over the hump of making the mess in your house because it does. Yes. You could uh, make uh, like a specially themed tree where all the decorations are made, like all like a Lamb of God tree or mm. the candy cane tree where you make all different kinds of one type of 
ornament, you know, a theme. Um, right. I Here's an idea that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, taking time together, like this is a group activity. So with your family, make a scrapbook for the year. Just do that oh. throughout the month. And then you're putting together a great memory book as well as celebrating what yeah. God's done in your, the life of your family for the year. Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, the sky's the limit, but uh, you could, uh, if you're not wanting to do it all in your house and you're mm-hmm. part of a homeschool group, get your group together and let ah. all the other moms plan the craft items. You can bring the, the snacks you know, or whatever. Right. Yes. Plan a variety of crafts and just have a craft party where the kids mm-hmm. go from station to station and get them all done in one day or something yeah. like that. So yes. um, that's an idea too, that I've, mm-hmm. we've, we've done that many times, but um, anyways, those are some great ideas for getting uh, that creative side. And then I also look at the arts. Like I think this yes. is a great month to um, bring in some of the arts. So for instance, there are lots of local shows mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's a play or dance, of course, you know, there's a lot of dance opportunities to go and watch right. and um, see the ballet or something like that, yeah. that you might not do at some other time. Or right. um, churches have really great programs. So you don't even, you know, they're free. And right. you can exactly. go to other churches and see their programs. They want to bless people. You right. can go be blessed by what they've done. Orchestras and music and dancer in those shows, too. Mm-hmm. So go and, and do those kinds of things. And there's the focus is, again, on Christ and those exactly. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always love this myself, but we would do little family skits. So, uh, you know. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'd find one that that had a script and everything that mm-hmm. we, you know, actually practice for right. <laughs> a couple of weeks or whatever, and then put it on in the right. living room. But other ideas would be like just give your kids the Christmas story and mm-hmm. give them access to some props or whatever that they right. can let, let them kind of go at it and come up with their rendition mm-hmm. of the Christmas story. And, and just let them, so we would do like, um, invite our neighbors over or Mm. a family and then we'd sit around the living room and they put on their little show. Right. So, um, or if they're, you said you're not into the music thing, but, um, if your kids are learning instrument to play instruments or sing or something, Uh you could do a little mini recital in Mm -hmm. your living room and invite people over. So, um, so stuff like that, I really think Absolutely. those are the things that my kids still remember lines mm. from those skits that we did. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And it teaches them just how to be perform, how to be in front of people. You know, you're, you're still teaching, you're still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but just in a different avenue and you're, you're celebrating the season as well. Um, and it doesn't have to be some huge production that your child is in. Yeah, it can right. be in your living room, like you said, mm-hmm. and it still makes it extremely special. Um, yeah, with my aerial students, I have some students that are learning. They're just going to perform for their parents next week. And they're so nervous when they're, when they've got five people they're performing for, you know, and it's, um, but then I have my performance team and they performed for three hours at their biggest city event. Um, we were playing Christian music wow. and just praising God in the middle of the space. And it was just amazing. Um, but there's so many opportunities like that around that, um, if you just kind of look out and, and um, get connected and figure out what's going on. There's people, yeah, are just giving away their, their gifts and talents mm-hmm. and um, to just take advantage of that. And, and it is, it's a learning experience. I mean, you're enriching their, the culture. You're um, teaching your kids about different forms of worship and art. And, um, you know, I, we forget that this is all learning, um, and, and it isn't just, we're, we're taking a break from learning. No, you're still learning. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> you count these days when you do this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yes, you do. And you're probably fitting in math and reading and writing and all those other things in the process too. Um, but just, it may not look like it comes out of a book or a specific curriculum and, and all those things that we think are official and need to happen you know, in order for a child to learn. 
So actually, mm-hmm. I think I, I, you pointed out that these are the things your kids remember the most. And they do. And isn't that where real learning is taking place? That is true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and you can you can definitely keep uh, some of your academics, you know, like yep. the reading and the writing, and uh, mm-hmm. we can we can keep doing some of those things. But even that can be sort of wrapped around a Christmas theme, um, yeah. especially any of your English studies. You can maybe set aside. Mm-hmm whatever you you're doing throughout the rest of the year and just focus on something that's more Christmas oriented. Um, I know with, with uh, that we've always, I always have a uh, basket of my Christmas books. I, I definitely am a, a book hoarder. I admit it. <laughs> right here. So I have a lot of books, but I will get out all the Christmas ones and they're not even out the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, you know, with the younger kids and you can do read aloud times um, right. with those books. Um, older kids might read a, a more in-depth book or, um, and you can assign things, writing right. or presentations mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, like a character study or literature synopsis or whatever Mm -hmm. Um, on those. You can make illustrations for books. The sky's the limit on things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can just do learn, you know, things you think of as your traditional learning opportunities, but do it around that Christmas theme. And uh, I, I like Christmas as a time to bring out some poetry um, oh, yeah. Bring that into it. Mm-hmm. There are lots of poems for Christmas, different genres of poems, and you can read those. You can try your hand at writing some of them, you know, after yeah. you've read some, then see if, mm-hmm. uh, if, you know, and some kids will hate that and some are going to love it, but right. you should all try it at some point in yeah. life. Yeah, to see <laughs> if you do like it or not. <laughs> you all have to at some point write haiku poetry or something. Right. You know, whatever. <laughs> so you try writing them. And again, mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity. You might have a kid that really loves writing poetry. So you can just they can make their own book of their own poems or, but you might just have them copy ones they really liked or Mm -hmm. um, make a a book of family poetry. Some that you guys wrote yourself, some that you really liked, make a little booklet of that kind of thing Mm -hmm. again. And you get them out the next year and read them again. So it's just fun to do something different, you know, write Christmas themed stories, short Mm. stories, illustrate them. Take the point of view of someone in the Bible, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and be that person in the in the Christmas, the nativity story in the Bible. Right. Um, yeah. Get creative mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. So there's all kinds of opportunities right. to continue with English and writing. And yeah. does your family have some favorite literature that you've over the years have either happened upon one time or keep going back to it during the, the season? Well, I, like I said, I, I do have a basket of books yeah. <laughs> looking at over here, but it's, um, I have a lot of, uh, I like kids books, actually mm-hmm. the illustrated ones, you know, and I have a lot of, uh, of um, Max Lucado has a bunch oh, of books. The hell um, that I, what, wait, is it Max Lucado? I think yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. So. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so some of those and, um, you know, some of the old timey ones, like the night mm-hmm. before Christmas, you know, there's just all right. Kind of summer, summer, yeah. spiritual emphasis, some not so much, but they're mm-hmm. just, it's fun uh, to yeah. do that. And yeah. And then I, I just have other, you know, sort of novels and things like that, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, good stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And you just never know. We happened upon this one book. I don't even remember where I bought it, but it ended up being my kid's favorite and it was actually Christian based. It's called the Christmas lizard. And this lizard makes his way up the Christmas tree and he's talking to all these ornaments that, you know, have these weird meanings of Christmas, you know, and what they think Christmas is. And then he finally gets to the top and he sees the nativity and the star tells him the real Christmas story. And my kids always wanted me to read the story about this lizard, you know, climbing up this tree and finding the true meaning of Christmas. And and, I don't even know where I found it or if it's even sold anymore, but it's been our favorite, our favorite book. (laughs) So you just never know yeah. when you're gonna you're gonna yeah. fall on for that. Um, 
So what about cultural studies? Oh, yeah. Well, there's there's so much we can learn about other cultures at Christmas time. Um, Many cultures celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. So uh, but they do it with their own flair, you know, with their own traditions and things Mm -hmm. like that. So you can read about those kinds of things. Uh, sometimes there's a museum or something like that. I know yeah. I've lived in some different places, but almost always there's been something like a Christmas around the world kind of display, yeah. maybe at a museum uh-huh. that you can go and learn there. Um, you can uh, maybe just focus on one culture in particular. You could do like a whole, uh, you know, make a craft like an ornament like they might have, read a story. You could do like a sort of unit study on that. Yeah. Um, you could eat foods, that kind yeah. of thing. Or you could do like a smattering of different cultures. So mm-hmm. um, you can get more personal with it, too. Like maybe, you know, a family who's from a different culture. Right. Why not invite them over? And make a little potluck like they bring something, you you know, make something. And right. then you try different foods and, you know, you kind of coach your kids ahead of time about maybe asking some questions right. about their traditions and why they do things. And um, that, another idea is like maybe you don't know a personal, a family nearby, but maybe you have missionaries at your church who are in another oh, country. Yes. Mm-hmm. You could reach out to them and... Um, you know, your kids could correspond by email or better yet, have a Zoom call where they sort of um, interview them. And Mm -hmm. so probably I would think some missionaries would be happy to do something like that with your family. Oh, yeah. And you could just, um, you know, see what ideas you might incorporate into your own celebration. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a great way to just learn about different cultures and expand your, your traditions even. Right. Yeah. And it helps us to focus on why, what traditions we have that maybe are cultural. Um, I know my family has a whole bunch, but why do we do them? You know, <laughs> and it was this any focus around or is it we just were in it seems like we're almost we like to revisit our heritage during this time. You know, mm-hmm. even if the things that we, it's like we do the things that relate to, like, our background is Norwegian um, and Czech. And so we have certain, like, foods that we only eat at Christmas, but it doesn't mean that they were Christmas foods from that culture. It's just that's what we we do because it seems that time of year when we, we want to refocus that it's that homecoming type of thing. Right. That um, And so it's it's just that... In, in us, we just all we all want to we want that peace. We want that 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 home type of culture, and um, and so. But but to know that what other people are doing is theirs, and it's not wrong. It's just different. And for our kids to be able to embrace that from their perspective, versus us just saying, "Well, this is what we do, and that's what they do." Um, but why do they do it? And mm-hmm. and can we maybe you know you just never know. You may adopt some of these <laughs> other cultural practices because they're just so cool. Um, we got invited to a Christmas last year. Um, the family that invited us, they were from the UK. That's where they were growing up. So they have those poppers. I had never experienced them before. And inside them were these wind up reindeers and we had reindeer races. And, <laughs> and we were joking about it last night because the, the couple that leads our small group, they were the ones who invited us over and they're like, and yeah, they made us play charades. And it's like totally not our family culture at all. <laughs> but it was so fun to just, you know, experience the celebration from in a yes. new way. Yeah. And you get to appreciate yeah. other people and respect those differences. Exactly. Yeah, yes. Important. And it's important when we live in such a, uh, a segmented culture now, you know, we, we say we're so open, but really we were just very opinionated mm-hmm. and we're surrounded by people with other opinions. <laughs> yeah. so, I want to listen to certain, you know, ones. Right. But yeah. you know, all people who follow Christ, you know, and celebrate Christmas, we can do it differently and it doesn't mean we're doing it wrong. Um, right. Jesus is so different beyond our own human boundaries. And, um, and we, we, we forget that in our own faith as well as in our own practices. So, yeah, but, um, but yeah, then um, just family bonding 
types types of things. Like I know we did a lot of field trips during the season just because there was so much like you were talking about the theater and and things like that. What other family bonding types of experiences can we focus on that? Yeah. Well, I'll um uh one thing that I would say that's really important is just as a family to learn to be hospitable oh, to yes. other people. Mm-hmm. Um to um teach people or teach our children about not just sort of the etiquette part of hospitality mm-hmm. or, you know, but also the heart of it, you know, um, Christ, we may not think of him this way, but he's hospitable. He oh, yeah. opened his home. <laughs> he opened, he made the way he opened, put out the welcome mat for mm-hmm. us to be in his home. And yeah. so when we learn to be hospitable as a family, we are exhibiting that. And so um, I really do um, enjoy having people over for, mm-hmm. you know, or um, uh, teaching my children how to prepare you know, so as a yes. family preparing together, like, what do you have to do if someone's coming to your home for dinner? You know, mm-hmm. you, you need to prepare a menu. You need to fix mm-hmm. the food. You might clean up a little bit. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to have it perfect because that's right. that's a, a lie about mm-hmm. hospitality. You don't have to have yeah. a perfect home. Um, you just need to have an open heart. and a willingness to share. So Mm -hmm. you can do all these things together as a family and it really is bonding. So, you know, you can use some of the crafts you made as table decorations or place cards. And so it all kind of comes together in this way. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're teaching them, well, like, what do we do when people knock on the door? Well, we go and we welcome them. What do we do when it's time for them to leave? You know, we -hmm. we see them off. When it's time to eat, we let them go first. We pick something Mm -hmm. that they will, to make them feel comfortable and at ease in your home. So all Mm -hmm. of those kinds of things are great bonding experiences. Absolutely. Um, There are some other things like, um, you know, just kind of uh, fun activities, you know, we, we would often, we, we still do it actually almost every year is get hot chocolate and cookies and jump in the car one night and go out and drive around and look at all the lights. Oh you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Something like that. Put some Christmas music on in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't, well, we still do it sometimes, but it's not as comfortable for me anymore, but we'll have a camp out by the Christmas tree. We all get our sleeping bags and sleep by the Christmas tree, uh-huh. um, you know, and just have a little party with that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we will, you know, sometimes go caroling, oh, that, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, of watching a favorite movie together that you watch year after year, right? Um, cooking together, I think, is bonding. Yep. That is, yep. Even having, um, you know, like a family prayer time. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, you know, put in a, a jar, and of course, this you can do all year round. But put in a jar, like let let the kids put their prayer requests in there, and then you know, once a week in particular, pull out the jar and pray for each other and pray for other people that we're concerned yeah. about. So, mm-hmm. um, all of these things just really bring about that family bonding, the, the fun, the things like we right. were talking about, the, the traditions that knit mm-hmm. our hearts, you know, as right. a family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there, and we interweave our faith and our hope and our joy mm-hmm. into those. And so that's, it just gets embedded all the more um, in our kids' hearts instead of just, oh, we're going to do a lesson here. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then we're gonna you know do this here and then and then it's christmas season yeah and so right. think about all those yeah. lessons that you did as a kid maybe i mean how yeah. many of them do we really remember yeah not, <laughs> none <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes but but kids will remember those those discussions you had while sitting in sleep ba- sleeping bags around the tree you know um and and so many other things that you do they and and that will then bring Internally, they may not remember the entire discussion, but they will remember what that yeah. focus was. And that's that's what we want left. You know, that is what we want carried on in the next generation. And that's what's most important. Yeah. Yeah. That really gets to the uh, 
you know, the Deuteronomy chart and Deuteronomy six about, yeah. you know, whether you're walking or standing or whatever you're doing all mm-hmm. along the way, right. you are imparting God's word, mm-hmm. his ways and to your children. And, and it's, uh, it's a more natural way for them to acquire and understand yes. him. Yes, absolutely. And, and it gets past the head and into the heart was mm-hmm. where we want to be. Yeah. yeah. The, the head, it, it can cause a lot of complications. <laughs> we get our own opinions in there and our kids get theirs. And yeah, then, we, but that stuff that's buried in the heart stays. So, yeah. Well, Annie, this has been a great conversation. I know you shared a lot of resources with me that I'm going to put in the show notes. And I'd love to spend a little bit of time for you to just kind of go over what those are and what people can find um, if they click on those links. Sure. Um, well, uh I do want to just offer right up front a uh, Christmas devotional because we talked about that type of thing. uh And I offer this uh, just as a gift to people. It's free and you, there'll be a link for it. It's a four week devotional called celebrate Christ. And it just gives you that focus that we were talking about. So if you know you need an easy way to just access it, it has like um, and it's really Bible memory verses. Things that you're downloading this huge download. (laughs) Annie made it super simple, (laughs) and it's beautiful. Something you can you can implement really easily because that's Mm -hmm. important. I think right, absolutely. So you know, ongoing from there. Um, please visit my website, AnnieYorty.com, and um, sign up there. I have some free gifts, a journal page, and also some prayers that might encourage you, especially if you're dealing with um, illness or, or just some difficulty. The, those prayers are really helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and, and you can just, uh, I have a blog there that you'll uh, be encouraged by, I hope. And um Anyways, I, I love to connect with people there. You can also, uh, there's a way to contact me if you want to. And, and I love to hear from people. So go ahead and do that. Um, my book is, uh, as we mentioned earlier, From Ignorance to Bliss. And yes. um, you can learn more about that at my website or on something like Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I'll just tell you, because I, I do love, I've always loved Christmas and uh. all things about Christmas. So uh I am I am just putting the finishing touches on a Christmas devotional, which is uh, entitled, at least at the moment, Find Christ in 25 Symbols of Christmas. So um, it helps us to take those symbols and traditions that we do at Christmas. Some of them are not what you would think of as religious ones, you know, like Santa Claus is in there, but Mm -hmm. he's a huge symbol of our season. You know, you can't avoid him. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I use these symbols to help you to really uh, think about how that might relate. What, what's in the spirit of that symbol or tradition that brings us to a focus on Christ with each and every one of them. So that's going to come out late next fall and you can, kind of follow its progress there at my website as well. So I hope uh, you all can enjoy that next year for Mm -hmm. Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I write at crosswalk for homeschool Mm -hmm. families and parent parenting in general. So Mm -hmm. uh, you can check me out there at crosswalk.com. And um, yeah, I just, I just really um, appreciate the opportunity to talk to you all about this really Mm -hmm. important, topic um christmas is so huge in our culture Mm -hmm. and we want to make it um just focus in this month where we need i mean that's what makes it meaningful we don't nothing else is meaningful if we don't know christ so this is a way to to bring that home to your kids exactly yeah god keeps telling reminding me everything else will be gone Whatever wasn't done in me, it, it was a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we get older, I'm realizing how much time I've wasted. <laughs> and I just like, God, you know, I pray every day now. Don't, don't let me make that mistake to pick something that's not going to be worth my time. Mm-hmm. I want it to be in you so it lasts forever. And, you know, and yeah. we to be purposeful. And that doesn't mean we're going to be doing a lot. It probably means we're going to be doing less, but what we do is impactful and it's going to stay. And that's what's most important. And to to take that shift with how we home educate too. 
It's what's going to last. What's, you know, as Annie and I were talking, it's, you know, the things your kids remember. Um, sometimes those lessons that are impactful and, and really bring, set those memories in place and set those concepts in place, those foundational things were, were worth the preparation and the prayer ahead of time. Instead of just saying, we just got to slam it in and get it done. And then nothing comes about from it. And yeah, if I could, if I could just add, because I think you're getting at a super important point that I just laid on you like a hundred things you could do. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to say, I didn't do that to put any stress on anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no obligation to do even one of these things, (laughs) Um, you know, so this is a season where I want you to feel joy. Yeah, and not stress. So you just kind of sift through those ideas and put them through the prayer, the process of prayer. Yeah. And you just hear from God about what's right for your family. You know, Absolutely. what your kids are interested in, what they can tolerate, what mm-hmm. their abilities are and their gifts. And yeah. um, pick what works for you. Don't, don't, please don't take away from this. Oh my word, I need to go like do all these things because you don't. Right. And um, this is just to help you because we have such a varied audience. And then there's maybe something for everybody, but not everything for everybody. Exactly. Or different years. You can focus on something one year and something another year. And I think that really ties in with the one question we had submitted ahead of time of the show. Grace had asked, how do I know if I'm doing enough for my son with disabilities? And you know, it goes back to just what Annie said. You just have to pray and God will provide you exactly what you need to do today. And that's what you focus on today. That's and you will, and it will be enough. So, yeah. Yeah. I would say just, um, you know, remember that you are in this for the long haul. And frankly, Absolutely. every parent asks that question about exactly. every kid, yes. you know, mm-hmm. um, as a parent of a child with special needs, it can be like a long wait sometimes to see yes. progress. You can really, sometimes you're not getting feedback like you would get normally, yeah. but um, you pray about that and you do what God leads you to do. And along the way, look for signs of progress. Yes. Because that's really the goal here is to just keep progressing. And our children with special needs don't progress in the same way that everybody else. Well, really, nope. Nobody yeah. does. There's no yes. average. Yes. <laughs> so we got that, but just, just look for progress. And I mean, if you really right. have a serious concern, you can see a professional or maybe get some ideas from right. other people about that or mm-hmm. see what's going on there. But really just keep this is a long-term investment Absolutely. and you're, you know, you're going to have long seasons of like, well, is this working? Mm. You know, just keep, exactly. keep persevering <laughs> and um, praying. And um, remember that all parents make mistakes and yes. none of us is sufficient for everything um, <laughs> in terms of giving our kids Very everything wise. they need. The Lord yes. is going to step into those mm-hmm. gaps and um, just he, his grace flows over your family yeah. and your children and you. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind too. Yes. Don't, don't judge yourself too harshly there. Those are some great closing comments. Yes, Absolutely. That's just beautiful. Um, thank you so much, Annie. And everybody, Just, I just encourage you to go visit Annie's website, AnnieYorty.com, and it's A-N-N-I-E. Um, if you're not seeing the screen, if you're listening to the podcast, but just know in the show notes, you can um, click on that link as well, whether you're on the podcast or um, watching on YouTube. So thank you again for being on the show. It's always delightful. Um, I appreciate all you had to share and um, just... What a way to to be, you know, diving into the season. Well, thank you, Peggy. I have totally enjoyed myself. And I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And I want to wish everyone listening a Merry Christmas as well. Absolutely. Yes. Merry Christmas to you, too. And um, we are going to be on a totally different topic uh, for my next show, homeschooling from to-do list to purposeful parent, which kind of has the same type of vibe because we, we kind of talked a little bit about that. Um, but my guest is going to hone in on how do we 
make that shift, especially if that's something really, really hard for you. And so we're going to get you some, some equipment for that. Um, and in helping to make that, um, not such a fearful, um, or, um, maybe monumental task. So, so you want to join us for that. Um, so we'll just see you next time, um, for that show, but thanks again, Annie, appreciate it. And thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next time. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size. Do you know the verses yet still stress over your body? Oh, I get it. I was raised in church, but I struggled with food, eating disorders, and my body for decades. I'm Heather Creekmore, host of the Compared To podcast, where we talk about all things body image and comparison from a biblical perspective. We get real about the pressure to focus on appearance in a culture where looks seem to matter most. Whether you're wrestling wrinkles or battling the scale, Compared To Who is the show for you. You'll laugh a little and be encouraged a lot. If you're ready to stop comparing and start living, visit lifeaudio.com to listen and subscribe.